0: Welcome to the Nations Church podcast. We hope this message blesses you. We are going to dive right into the Word of the Lord today, and I want to take you to the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, if you're a Christian, you would automatically know that that is uh, the first of three chapters that reflect Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And I inevitably find my way back to the Sermon on the Mount. I love it, I love it deeply. And we're gonna read from uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16 that says this, Jesus opens, you are the light of the world. Great passage of scripture there, the words of Jesus straight to our heart. Today I want to speak to you on the thought dealing with the basket case. (laughs) Dealing with the basket case. He tells his disciples, Jesus, you are the light of the world. Your job is actually to shine. And he says, What's more than that, when you shine people are going to see you. And in seeing you, they're going to see me. Isn't that outstanding promise from Jesus? And in this text, He kind of states the obvious for us. Thank you, Jesus, for stating the obvious. He says, no one in their right mind is going to turn on a light and then put a basket over that light they've just turned on. Like, why would you do that? You're not going to do that because the whole job of the light is to shine, right? Tracking with me? Now, I I personally think one of the greatest inventions of all time is the phone torch. Who agrees with me? (laughs) How many moments in life do you find yourself just so grateful for your phone torch? All the Gen X's and and boomers, and you understand what I talk about, you know? We, before the age of the iPhone, we didn't have a a phone torch, but now there's just all these moments in life where you reach for that little torch and it's a beautiful blessing. And every time you put it on, it's for a reason. Am Am I right? Unless someone says, "Hey, your phone torches on," you go, "Oops, ooh!" <laughs> We've already all had that go. <laughs> but you know, if you've ever lost your uh, car key under the front seat of your car, you know that's. You fuss around, it's dark down there, am I right? You can't find it. And so what do you reach for? You reach for your phone torch and then you position that little light optimally so that it will make the greatest impact on the darkness under the seat, am I right? We've all done that. Imagine how stupid it would be to light up that phone torch and then immediately chuck a basket over it or chuck a towel over it. You just wouldn't do that. There would be no point. And that's what Jesus is getting at. You don't light a light. To put it under a basket, it's just not something that you do. And yet he still went to the bother of talking to disciples about putting baskets over lights because I believe he was exposing a temptation in us that we would all feel from some time or another to actually hide our light. We'd all be tempted to be a basket case. Amen? Amen. (laughs) We're all tempted, aren't we, from time to time to not shine and share Jesus. We ask the question, well, why is that? And I reckon a lot of that, many of the reasons related to that has to do with self, self self-consciousness, self-awareness. We don't necessarily want people looking at us. We don't necessarily want people seeing us because of this self-conscious patterns that happen inside of us. Have you ever been in a lecture or a conference when the presenter on stage says, I need a couple of volunteers? Is that not everyone's favorite moment? It is not. It is not. There's, there's the occasional hyper extrovert around, around us that, that would run, not walk to the, to the front of the stage. Like, pick me, pick me. But for the rest of us, you know. We don't want to be seen. We don't want all eyes on us, so our body language goes a certain way, does it not? You know, we pretend we're like digging something in our bag, or or we, you know, we don't want to make eye contact, all those sorts of things, in the hope that we won't get picked. Because many of us are pretty conscious of self. We don't want to be seen. We don't want people looking at us. But when we bring these these ideas back to Matthew chapter five and the words of Jesus, we see a problem. We see a disconnect with our reluctance to be seen and Jesus' exhortation for us to shine. You're following me today. So if you're the light of the world, then you're on on display. Your job is actually to shine and be seen and yet we're tempted to be secret about a Christianity, to keep our love for Jesus undercover and under wraps with these various baskets. Maybe it's the basket of inadequacy. I just don't feel like I'm up to the task. Jesus, you say I'm the light of the world but I'm not feeling it. Do you know how bad my theology is? Do you know that I have not read the Bible from cover to cover? Anyone ever felt like that? I know that I have. Maybe it's the basket of feeling unqualified. I am not that extrovert. I am not a person by personality that would naturally put myself out there. I don't feel like I have eloquence. I stumble over my words. Maybe it's the basket of feeling messy. I've still got a lot of things going on in my life. I'm still dealing with this or that issue. Do you know how many times, how badly I've messed up and you know, how I'm just holding my own life together right now? Maybe it's the basket of fear. If I actually share Jesus, shine Jesus, I don't know how that's gonna go for me. I'm afraid of the consequence of doing that. Maybe it's the basket of stubbornness, the basket of unwillingness, the basket of pride, all sorts of baskets that we might have to hide our light. When I was at school, there was a girl, let's call her Tiffany. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Sam. Tiffany, she was the most popular girl in school. I just thought Tiffany was a fitting name. Yeah, everybody loved her. All the girls wanted to be her. All the boys wanted to date her who has their Tiffany equivalents? She's just popped up into your mind just now. But we lost touch after high school, but through a series of events in my mid to late 20s, we actually reconnected for a short time. I tell you, she hadn't changed one bit, she was still a picture of perfection. Except now she had a great career and bundles of money to go with it. <laughs> I was like, how is this possible? <laughs> how is this humanly possible? Let me find a flaw in you. <laughs> Anyhow, in the course of our conversation, she actually said this to me, and I quote. She said, I'm actually really open to Christ. Exact words. I'm actually really open to Christ, she's basically begging me to shine my light. She may as well have said, you know, would you just lead me to Jesus right here and right now? But what did I do? Not much. To my shame, she was so open to the Gospel. And to my shame, I didn't share it. I didn't follow her most obvious lead. Why? Because of my baskets. It was not a Jesus problem, it was a basket problem. It was my intimidation, my insecurity, my feeling like I needed to impress them, my throwing back to all the emotions of being 14. Yeah. That was my basket. These were my baskets. And when I think about that, these, this, like, that encounter this day, I feel so grieved. I feel so grieved that I didn't seize that opportunity and that I actually hid my light. Like we all have these basket cases, do we not? I hope it's not just me here in church today. We all have these light hiding forces at work within us that stop us from shining and sharing Jesus. It's like we're hunting for some sort of qualification in and of ourselves. We're looking for some sort of brilliance within ourselves that when I'm good enough, that when I'm educated enough, that when I'm smart enough, when I'm spiritual enough, then maybe, then I can shine and share Jesus. We think, if only I was an evangelist like Matt Hennigan, (laughs) If only I was an extrovert like Tim (laughs) Hoffer, If only I had this or I had that, then I would be fine to shine, but because I don't, I won't. Is anyone following me? Can everyone relate to me today? But I want to say it's a tragedy because when we don't, people are missing out. Tiffany is missing out. When we don't, because of our basket cases, we who know Jesus are not shining. And because we're not shining, they're not seeing. They're not seeing. And there's so many broken people out there There's so many people that need the love and saving grace of Jesus Christ. So I've got good news for us today. If you're feeling like a bit of a basket case when it comes to sharing Jesus, if you're wondering how you're gonna actually deal with the baskets and actually let your light shine. I've got a few thoughts today that I pray will help you and help us transition into people that can be obedient to Christ when He says, shine your light before men, amen? The first thought I wanna leave with you today, God uses ordinary people. (laughs) Let's just remember And enjoy the fact that God actually uses ordinary people. He delights in using us ordinary people. If you're feeling average about shining Jesus, well, when you go back to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, we're actually in really average company. The original audience that Jesus was addressing when He said those words, you are the light of the world. Let me tell you, they were not scholars. They were not religious leaders. They were not from wealth or privilege or education or any of those things. They were grubby fishermen and they were were peasants and they were just very ordinary people. Can you imagine what they thought when they heard Jesus speak those words to them? You are the light of the world. They'd be like, wait, what, us? Like looking over their shoulder, looking at who Jesus might have been talking to. They might have been going, you sure? I've been called a lot of things before. I've never been called that. (laughs) Like I'm the light of the world. Me, the fisherman, me, the peasant, me, the whatever. They had nothing in and of themselves that would qualify themselves to be this light. And yet Jesus was emphatic, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Paul puts it a different way. In the book of Second Corinthians and chapter 4, verse 7, Paul says it like this: He says, We have this treasure in jars of clay. Yeah. Who loves that? that scripture? I love it. We have this treasure in jars of clay. In other words, the light we contain, that treasure That is the treasure, the light inside of us, but we who contain it, we're likened to these jars of clay. Not fine china, not bespoke glassware, not anything fancy like that, but just jars of clay. And the original listeners would have understood that to be likened to a jar of clay was to be likened to something quite common, quite ordinary, quite everyday. They would have also understood it to mean that we're just a little bit fragile. We're a little bit vulnerable to crackages or breakages. Can someone relate to feeling a bit vulnerable to cracking from time to time? There's a lot of hands going up, thank you for your honesty. But we are, aren't we? We're a bit vulnerable, we're a jar of clay. And so it wasn't so much that Paul was being disparaging or saying that you and I were worthless. He wasn't saying that. It was more a comparative statement to say that the value of the treasure within far outweighs the value of the vessel that contains it. You're tracking with me? Even the most talented among us, even the most spiritual among us, the most pure, the most academic, the most theologically profound, we're still jars of clay in comparison to the great value of the treasure that lies within. Do I have an amen? It's a mystery of the ages. Why does God use ordinary, frail, flawed human beings as containers for this great treasure? We do not know but he does. He does. So if you're feeling ordinary, you're actually perfectly suited to shine. <laughs> perfectly suited. If you're feeling frail and vulnerable to cracking, do not buy into the basket case lie that God cannot use your life to reach somebody else. Do not buy into the basket case lie that you're unqualified to shine and share Jesus, amen? If you're feeling ordinary, then you're a perfect candidate for the Lord to use. Oh, glory to God, isn't this encouraging today? And if we're gonna deal with those basket cases, and if we're actually gonna start shining and sharing our light, then we need to stop this propensity towards always looking at ourselves and expecting to find amazingness within ourselves. And we just need to remember that we are jars of clay. Take your eyes off of the jar for a second and start giving greater attention to the amazingness of the treasure within. The amazingness of the treasure within. The treasure that God in His own wisdom decided to put in you and put in me. The treasure within. And you might ask, well, what is even this treasure? And I'm so glad you asked because that's my next point. <laughs> the big revelation for us is the treasure is not us, it's Him. Very simply, the treasure is not us, it's Him. This light we're called to shine, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. It was never supposed to be about us. It was never supposed to be about you or be about me. The light is Jesus. The treasure is Jesus. It's not that you're supposed to shine you or I'm supposed to shine me. If you shine you and I shine me, we're all in trouble. We're all in trouble. The treasure is Him. The light we shine is Him. So take off of the basket of self-consciousness and start becoming more Jesus conscious. More Jesus conscious. It's a bit like the way that the moon has no light of its own. Rather, this moon that we see in the nighttime sky, it just only reflects the light of the sun and the moon is bright the moon is beautiful and amazing but the moon's light is from a source other than itself and it's the same with you and the same with me we have no inherent light of our own long before jesus said to his followers you are the light of the world he was already the light capital l of the world he was, he was it. John the Baptist came testifying of the light, capital L. He said, I myself am not the light, but I testify of the light. The light he testified of was Jesus. And then Jesus comes along in John chapter 8 and he declares himself. We read in verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. I am it. Whoever follows me, say follows me, follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What a beautiful promise. When Jesus said, I am the light of the world, this is what he meant. He meant I am the exclusive source of light to all humanity. There is no other source of spiritual truth that is available to all of mankind. I am it. That's what he meant. And it was very consistent with his other statements about himself, like, I am the door. That's what another thing that Jesus said about himself. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So we see Jesus isn't unsure. Jesus isn't uncertain. He's actually emphatic. I am the one, capital O. I am the one source of life and light. I am the only way that men come to God. And the promise of John 8 for you and for me is that when we follow Jesus Christ, when we, when we follow the light, capital L, of the world, that's when His spiritual light shines into our spiritual darkness and He eradicates the darkness within us and He gives us the light of life. So we have the light as we follow the light. Isn't that a precious promise? 2 Corinthians 4 helps us understand this all at a deeper level. The great apostle, he deeply understood it and he explains it to us again when he says, in in this time reading from verse number 5, he said, For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. We don't preach ourselves, we preach Jesus Christ, our Lord. He understood it's not us, it's him. Paul, even with all of his qualifications and his education, he said, I'm not offering myself. I'm offering Jesus. I'm offering Jesus. For God who said, verse six, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made His light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Jesus Christ. I love this text so much. It's so rich. It's so deep. There's so much in it. Paul's basically saying the same God who all the way back in Genesis spoke the physical light into physical darkness. That same God shines His light, spiritual light into our dark hearts. You're following with me? This was very personal for Paul because remember his own conversion moment in Acts chapter nine on the road to Damascus, what happened? Supernatural physical light shone all around him and knocked him to his knees. You remember that from the book of Acts chapter nine and, and that, that physical light in his conversion moment was actually um, symbolic of a much greater illumination that was taking place in his dark heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? His violent, rebellious past was being washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he was seeing, for the very first time as he records it here in 2 Corinthians, he was seeing the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. And he said, that is this treasure in Jar of Clay. That is it. We have this treasure in Jar of Clay, verse 7, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. It's not us, it's Him. When we see God's glory displayed When you and I see God's glory displayed in the face of Jesus Christ, they're the moments that we remember and realise the treasure is Him. The light is Him. He's the only one that has the power to deal with the darkness of our heart. He's the only one that has the power to forgive our sin and give us the light of life. He's the only one. He's the only one that can reconcile us to God the Father. He's the only one who gave us the right to be called the sons and the daughters of God. It's only Him. It's only Him. It's time that we wake up and realise again just what a great light that we have in Jesus Christ. And we pull those baskets of self-awareness. We pull those baskets of self-conscious and inadequacy and all those kind of baskets and we just let Him shine to the world around us because He is who they really need, amen? Amen. 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 I had an encounter, another one, (laughs) down at Cottesloe Beach. It was probably a year ago, a year or so ago. It was my day off. I was having some downtime. I was standing outside of one of the coffee shops there, looking very dishevelled, might I say. I'd been for a run, I'd been for a swim, and that meant I had a bright red face. I had crazy, salty hair, bare, sandy feet. I just wanted to get my coffee and mind my own business. Who knows those feelings? (laughs) That's all I wanted to do. But while I was waiting, I noticed a lady. She was sitting at a table on her own. And in my spirit, I felt really drawn to her. The thing was, she looked the opposite of how I looked. She was like a Tiffany (laughs) lookalike, giving me PTSD from high school. You know, like (laughs) another perfect looking human being. I was like, how is this possible? No. and she's sitting there, you know, with her perfect nails and her perfect hair and her perfect little designer handbag, perfectly perched on the end of her table, so on and so forth. There was nothing about her disposition that suggested she wanted any anyone to talk to her. <laughs> like her resting face did not look inviting. Can I? <laughs> Why are you all laughing? <laughs> I'm just saying, there was nothing about her vibe that said, hey, just start a conversation with me, that's what I'm here for, and I felt like a basket case. (laughs) You know, on the one hand, I'm drawn in my spirit to approach her, on the other hand, it's all my basket issues, you know, like what if I make a fool of myself? You know, other people are watching. You know, people like me don't talk to people like her. You know, I look homeless, she looks like a queen. It was true, I'm not lying. (laughs) I thank God that in that moment I actually tore off my baskets. I tore them off because I remembered it's not about me, it's about Jesus. It's not about what I have to bring to her, I clearly have nothing. (laughs) It's about what he wants to bring to her life and so I thought stuff it, (laughs) you know. That's very Aussie. Sometimes I just stuff it. <laughs> and I broke the, I, I the ice with her. I was like, gee, your nails are so beautiful. And she's like, oh, her disposition changed immediately. Oh, thank you. They're my own. I'm like, of course they are. You know? <laughs> 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 right? <sighs> so it's exactly how it went. <laughs> but we ended up chatting for about a quarter of an hour. And she just cracked her whole life open to me. she told me everything that was going on in her life. She told me the things that were hard and I was able to share Jesus with her. I was able to tell her that He loves her. Yes, glory to God. When you watch His light just impact someone. I don't care how perfect you look on the outside, you might not be all that on the inside. She got a bit teary and so did I. You know, As I just said, you can call out to him in your dark hour. You can call out to him. And she literally couldn't thank me enough. And I'm so glad that in that moment I took the baskets off. I didn't let the baskets rob me of that moment. And who knows what seed got planted. And who knows, maybe she called on Jesus' name in another moment after that. I don't know. No one will know. Eternity will only record it. So as we recap, you know, just remember God uses ordinary people. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. It's not us, it's Him. And as the band comes back to join me, maybe you've been in a situation where, you know, perhaps the baskets aren't really like a big issue for you. Maybe you have taken them off and dealt dealt with all that self-conscious, self-aware type of stuff. Maybe you've done that. But maybe you feel that the light within you just isn't that bright. Maybe you've like tried at times to share Jesus, shine Jesus, but if you're honest, you actually feel a bit dim, a bit dull, a bit low on revelation, a bit low on passion. I wanna suggest to you as my third and, and final point today, As a very first step, if you feel in that place, come back to intimacy with Jesus. If the light within you doesn't feel that bright, come back to the source. Come back to the light, capital L. Stay close to Jesus. He is the light of the world. All that the moon has to do in order to remain bright is stay appropriately positioned in relation to its source. All that you and I need to do to remain bright is to stay appropriately positioned in relation to our source. From time to time we have a lunar eclipse Maybe I never stayed up late to see the lunar eclipse. <laughs> what happens during a lunar eclipse? The moon actually stops shining, it's darkened. Why? Because something comes between it and its source, namely the earth, <laughs> science. <laughs> but maybe if you're feeling dull, maybe you've allowed something to come between you and your source. Maybe if the light within you is not that bright, maybe there's something in between you and Jesus. Busyness, distraction, disappointment, defeat. We've all been there. Maybe it's time though to just come back to the source, come back to the source, come back to intimacy with Jesus because the truth is the closer we are to Jesus, the more we're gonna shine. When you're full of God, you're actually gonna be full of the Gospel. When you're close to the light, that's when you really shine. Moses would come out of the presence of the Lord with His face shining. The atmosphere of God's presence impacted him in such a way that He shone and everybody around him could see that. So too, God's presence impacts us, amen. So that it becomes so evident to the world around us that we've been with Jesus. If you're struggling to shine today, don't beat yourself up, just come back to intimacy with Him. Can I suggest to you, maybe get down on your knees. Pray to Corinthians 4 over your own life. Ask that the Lord would shine in your heart again. Ask that you could see again, or maybe for the first time, the light of the knowledge of His glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Cry out to Jesus, you know, illuminate the darkness within me, Lord. Illuminate that which has gone dark, that which has gone dim. In the same way you said shine light into darkness. Back in Genesis, would you shine your spiritual light into my dark heart right now? Would you shine in my heart? Would you shine in my heart as I behold you? It's in the face of Jesus that we see God's glory. It's in the face of Jesus as we behold Him, we see the glory of His love. We see the glory of His compassion. We see the glory of His acceptance, of His affirmation of all of these things. And the more glory you see, the more you can't keep it under the basket, amen. Amen. This is so important, Church. We are the light of the world. So important and there is such a dark world around us. We've been called to shine and share Jesus so that when people see us, they'll make a connection to Him, amen. So it's time to take the baskets off. It's time to deal with the basket case, amen, so that many, many more will come to know His name, see His light, have their sins forgiven, their past taken care of, and their eternity secured in Him, amen. Thanks for listening to the Nations Church Podcast. For more info, please visit nationschurch.com.